Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey guys, this is your friendly neighborhood Coco, here to remind you that if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast so we can grow this Coco community together and add more folks to the crew. Thanks guys for listening. This is episode 35 of Cuckoo with Coco, and this is your hostess with the most speaking, Coco-licious. <laughs> How's everybody's week been so far? From today and whenever you're listening to this and the last time you heard, how's things been going? Still stressed out? Still not having a good time? Still uh, dealing with the pandemic? Hope you guys are dealing with it in a smart way. I have suddenly picked up cardio like a fool. And this is what I spend my time doing now, being a fool, running around sweating like it's not hot enough outside already. So now I'm going to sweat on the inside. Oh, God. <laughs> so uh, no Crystalia sighting yet, um, besides on Twitter. There is a Save Crystalia account on Twitter that's been tweeting all things Crystalia, obviously. And uh, how many times have I said his name so far? Probably three. Um starting to get concerned. <laughs> Said it last time in the episode before that he's coming back. And, you know, as much as I hope that that's true, I'm still keeping hope alive that he does come back. Uh, that Save Crystalia account posted a picture of him leaving Target. And it's a recent picture. It's from a few days ago. And so we know life is still ripping, as he would say. Uh, I hope he comes back soon, but there's no rush because as much as we miss him, his podcast shall live on. <laughs> as long as we keep listening to it. And let me tell you, I've been re-listening to it all week as a way to laugh and get through all the bullshit. Because guess what? Got another work story for you, but you're going to have to wait till the end of the episode because that's how I like to round out my shit. <laughs> if you've been following this long. Guys, we're 35 episodes in this together. God. <laughs> what are you guys doing with your time besides listening to this? But, uh, yeah, no, I hope you've been enjoying it so far. And uh, if anyone wants to give me any, you know, topics they want to hear, I'm still open to it. I opened my uh, laptop the other day and I noticed that I had no notes for today's episode. And that was yesterday. I'm recording on a Wednesday evening. So Tuesday, <laughs> I freaking check my laptop and I have no notes. So I'm like, oh, great, jackass. Now you're going to have to like, you know, fake it. No. I'm not going to fake it. I came up with three pages of notes, and we're going to get to it together. Get through it together. Oh, my God. I can't speak. See? See what's happening, guys? I can't speak. But, um, yeah, so I got a good bunch of stuff to talk to you about and uh, have a bit of news at the end of this episode as well. And uh, like I said, you're just going to have to stick through it to the end to figure it out. So let's get into it. My first question is, are we really going to elect someone who sang, you're such a fucking hoe? I love it. Yes, that's a Kanye West song. And yes, he's still talk. He's still campaigning on his Twitter. He had some crazy rant last week about they're going to take him away. They're going to get out him. His wife is planning to get out him with that whole sunken place shit. And it's like, dude, come on. Can you just get the help you need and go to rehab and stop fucking with us? Like... Yeah, we want to see someone else probably be president, okay? But we'll see what happens. And I'd rather people pay attention to serious voting than go for, like, a third party who's just running to try to prove a point, which is kind of what Trump did. But this is not a political podcast, so this is just my speculating because I'm naive to politics, whatever. I think it's really depressing and... You know, I'd rather not be political on a podcast that has nothing to do with that because I'll sound like a complete ignoramus. And that was not the premise for this when I started this 35 episodes. So we're not doing it. 
So, uh, oh, I forgot to mention something before I got into this stupid Kanye West shit. <laughs> I saw on Twitter that a project that Crystalia and Brian Callen had been working on, which was supposed to be a prank thing, was on Netflix. Which, well, it was supposed to be on Netflix, and it got canceled. And, you know, you know what really pisses me off is that this cancel culture shit is still going on. Like, we're still doing this. If there was no pandemic right now and people weren't so bored in their houses and stuff and looking for shit to, like, feel bad about or to, you know, make other people feel shitty in the history of what's going on right now, because I've never been through a pandemic. This is my first time. So, you know, let the world be gentle and such, you know, but it's just really frustrating. And, you know, it's just something we're going to have to go through together and just deal with together. But it's still kind of bullshit. Like, we're still in lockdown. And apparently Cuomo is closing down bars and shit because some some establishments have decided to make fun of his law that states that you have to provide food in order to sell liquor. So they made Cuomo chips or something or Cuomo nuggets, which is whatever. But this is also an example of why we can't have nice shit in New York, because someone always has to go and ruin it for everyone else. That being said, let's get back to the Kanye shit. Speaking of people who ruin things for everyone else. Um, like, so besides Kanye running, he apparently is apparently supposedly this is the rumor, Okay, is that he and Kim Kardashian we're going to go through a divorce, okay? So far, that's what I've heard. That's what the media is talking about. Apparently, Kim Kim K. I'm not saying Kardashian anymore. It's too many syllables, okay? Kim K. Kim K. W. Whatever. Wants to get divorced. And I guess, you know, the straw that broke the camel's back was him talking about the abortion conversation they had in private. Now, there's been worse shit that's happened to Kim K that an abortion conversation made public should not be what kills her. You know what I mean? Like, you got famous off a sex tape, dude. How is this going to offend you? How is this something that's going to upset you? I don't understand that. Excuse me, allergies are happening. (laughs) Like... You know, it's things like this, like, you know, the whole Kelly Preston having breast cancer thing, and now Kim K and Kanye might split. Like, how are these people keeping this shit so under wraps? And then you realize, well, with the media being what it is today, and being able to manipulate the public into paying attention to the wrong shit, now we have this going on. And it's like, can we get back to the fake shit that doesn't matter? Like what a celebrity is eating or not eating or if they pump their gas and are just like us, like in them Us Weekly magazines that we used to read. Like, I want to get back to shit that doesn't matter anymore. So I need this election to be over. Like, can we just vote tomorrow and be done with this? Especially considering the fact that now, with the pandemic being what it is, people are talking about mailing in votes, which I don't care either way. But it's like... Is everyone afraid to grow up these days? Like, everyone's acting like a little bitch about every fucking thing that's happening right now. Like, why are we acting like such assholes about every little fucking thing? And how is it that these celebrities are able to escape with all this shit? Like, I just learned a few days ago that Tom Hanks and Rita Hayworth, I think that's her name, his wife, have become Greek citizens. Like, they now live in Greece and are staying there. And I'm like, well, no shit. They're finally allowing Americans over there, and they want to live where they can be free of masks and shit, probably. I would move there, too, if I could, if I could afford it. But I don't make movies like Forrest Gump. I talk on a podcast for an hour every week and just chill. (laughs) So uh, back to this Kanye shit. So they're keeping that divorce stuff under wraps. Uh, John Travolta is keeping Kelly Preston's battle with cancer under wraps, which, you know... Unless it's like stage four and you found out tomorrow and it was too late and then you died the following day. Like, that's insane how quickly she died. And we don't even know when there was a diagnosis. Like, I have not done any research on it to know when she was diagnosed, whatever, whatever. I'm living life. (laughs) So, oh, okay. So this, this too. I don't know if anyone remembers this. So... I was looking into this whole, you know, Kelly Preston, John Travolta shit, and then something clicked in my mind 
to think about that rumor that was spread so many years ago about John Travolta being gay. And I was like, what happened to that? Nothing? Like, see, there's little things like that. Like, I don't understand that. And that's where my mom would come in and be like, well, Scientology erased it from, like, you know, (laughs) it's conspiracy theories and shit. That's why I'm very into, like, who really did this? Like, (laughs) like, what underhanded, you know, society or whatever, cult or some shit? What underhanded shit is going on where stuff like that just disappears from the news? Like, there's something, someone is hired by some of these newspapers and editors or whatever and is going in and taking these stories out. Because the only place I really found any article about John Travolta being gay is in The Independent, and that's the United Kingdom's website for news. (laughs) Like, really, I have to go to the UK on the internet to find fucking news on how John Travolta claimed to be gay or someone claimed he was gay. So this is the story. I looked it up (laughs) because I'm annoying. So I looked it up and here is the story. So this story was published in The Independent on September 16th of 2014. So this was six years ago. Okay. So here we go. I'm going to read it. It's from The Independent. You can look it up on your on your own if you want to. John Travolta has spoken publicly for the first time about claims made by his former pilot that he had been romantically involved with him. At the start of the year, Douglas Goterbaugh, whatever, Goterba, whatever, alleged that he and the actor had enjoyed a sexual relationship while he was under his employment. So now, in this article where it says Douglas so-and-so alleged that he and the actor had enjoyed a sexual relationship, hmm. So that's in red lettering, which makes me think that if I click this, I'm going to end up in another website where I can see where exactly this whole thing started. Riddle me this. Clicked it. Didn't go anywhere. It said error page not found. That's my first clue. (laughs) It says, according, continuing the article, according to documents filed at the Court of Appeal in California, Goterba however you say his name, man, I give up, worked for Travolta's air company, aircraft company, Alto, for six years before leaving voluntarily in 1987. Voluntarily, huh? There was a sexual relationship and you voluntarily left. Why are you lying? Your feelings were hurt because he, you know, wouldn't do things to you anymore if that's the case. I'm not saying John Travolta's gay, but <laughs> here we are, right? Travolta and Goterba, I don't even care. Travolta and G are currently embroiled in a legal dispute over the claims. G argues that he was not tied to a confidentiality agreement during his term in the position, which would have prevented him from disclosing the details of his personal and intimate relationship with Travolta. Travolta's attorney, Martin Singer, strongly disputes this. This is every celebrity's Achilles heel, he told the Daily Beast. Okay. <laughs> the Daily Beast. All right. Sounds like a newspaper that would post publish this. Anyway, (laughs) it's just about people wanting money. That's all. It happens on many levels. Also, I don't care that much about it. Other people may attack it back more than I do, but I let all the social media stuff go a long time ago because I can't control it. I think that's why it persists to some degree. Asked whether he found the accusations offensive, he responded, I found it most offensive with the loss of my son. I think his son died that year or something. I felt like that was the lowest I'd ever felt. Sex stuff is always going to be interesting to somebody, but you stay away from family. You really should. With that, I always felt like the media, not all of the media, but parts of it went too low there. Yeah, it says Jet Travolta died at 16 after suffering a seizure during a family holiday in the Bahamas in January 2009. Holy shit. An an event the actor described earlier this year as the worst thing that's ever happened in my life. Hmm. However, Travolta's lawyer, Martin Singer, first heard that G had given statements to the National Enquirer and was planning to chart his time with Travolta in a tell-all book in 2012. Singer warned G in June the same year that breaching the purported four-page enforceable gagging order could lead to a payment running to tens of millions of dollars you proceed at your peril, he said. G denies ever having signed... Such termination agreement, despite Alto's insistence that he did so in April 91. The dispute continues. So, <laughs> so that's a lot. And like I said before, I don't really care about that guy's name anymore. Um, But, you know, a, lo- a lot of this stuff, this is what I always say, is that people always go after celebrities for money. This guy was probably making enough money under John Travolta's employee that he did not have to, you know, confess anything. So what does he have to gain by, you know, it could be a lie. It could not be a lie. If he did sign something like that, then he's an idiot because he's going to get like um, a countersuit for, you know, slander and shit. Like, sir, just take it back. Like, this is 
It wasn't sexual harassment. You clearly stated it was a sexual consenting relationship between two adults. And now you're acting really stupid about it. Like, just say this was a really bad breakup and I am not over it yet. (laughs) That's what it sounds like. That's all it sounds like. And the lawyer is trying to protect John Travolta. And John Travolta is probably like, oh, my God, just let's pay this guy. And, you know, like, just pay him. <laughs> like, just pay the guy to shut up. But that's that's the John Travolta article. That's from the UK, by the way. Like, how fucking dumb. I can't find anything in the US about this shit. <laughs> but like I was saying before, so, of course, normies like us who don't have money like that or someone who is close with a celebrity like that or you know it goes back to this Chris D'Elia shit too like all this stuff is so people get their 15 minutes okay this guy got his 15 minutes six years ago but like nothing ever went anywhere so I'm guessing the lawsuit got dropped and all this other shit and they settled whatever the case may be but like it was there and then it wasn't there in the news that's what freaks me out Like, that's what freaked me out with this Chris D'Elia shit. Like, what is he involved in that the story was there and now it's not? Like, who erased it from everybody? Like, I won't forget that shit. Any diehard fan won't forget that shit. And it's been like a month. Actually, it's been longer than a month. And we have gotten no new content from him, no new nothing. And I think it's just, you know, I feel bad because he's afraid. If I was ever accused of something like that, I would be fucking afraid. That if I tried to come back and be normal about it, that I'm not considered a human being because human beings should feel compassion, empathy, or be pissed. Like, dude, come back and be pissed. Do a mini episode and be like, listen, I'm coming back, but I'm really pissed off that this happened to me because it did happen to him now. It is not these girls who were women at the time. It's now him being mad. He should be mad. I would be mad. I don't think I've ever sexually harassed a man, so I can't really, you know, speak to how he's feeling. But I would be pissed off if I was accused of some crazy shit. (laughs) In any case, uh, you know, it's just so it's a fucking headache. People are a fucking headache. And that guy was such a headache. I didn't even want to say his last name. He got downgraded to one letter and it was G because I don't know if it's Goterba or Goterba try to fancy it up it looks like it looks like Goddard, obviously because it's g and then like otter like the animal and ba don't even care anymore because that guy is so irrelevant there has not been another case there's not been anything else and it's been what six years i said four years six years <clears throat> oh my god so speaking of trying to relax <laughs> This past Sunday, I watched three movies on Netflix back to back because I was recuperating from barbecue that I was at all day on Saturday. And I was just tired. I was tired and I knew this week was going to be a shit show. And like I said, I'll get to that later because it's, it mostly has to do with work. It has nothing to do with my off time, like my downtime. My downtime is whatever. My downtime has been very relaxing. I'm starting to get in touch with myself again. Not touch myself again. In touch with myself, you perverts. And I'm starting to work out and I'm starting to get my act together. And, you know, I'm trying to get my energy up and my adrenaline up because, you know, when you start to, this is the thing, when you start to gain weight, it makes you sluggish because your your body is accepting all these bad things, like food-wise, pervs, food-wise, You know, you start to eat all this junk and processed shit and take out all the time. And your body's like, num, 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 num. Now we sleep? Like, no, we're not going to sleep now, body. I have things to do. I have an agenda. I have an electronic assistant who sits on my fucking nightstand who's going to wake me up in about two hours to tell me, you know, hey, dude, stop eating fucking Chips Ahoy and Oreos and shit all day long because you're stressed or emotional or whatever the problem is. (laughs) Like... Can we get a grip? (laughs) I've been so tired. My shoulders have been killing me, but that's because I'm working out and it's a lot of like punching and cardio and shit, but it's fun. It goes by quick and, you know, starting to enjoy it again. And I haven't enjoyed working out in a very long time. Speaking of working out, I saw on my Alexa, because if I say her name out loud, that bitch is going to talk to me. Don't you look flashing at me like that anyway so according to my alexa 
she posted up something that Planet Fitness is going to require people to wear masks. So let me see. Fitness requiring. Oh, shit. Here it is. The first thing on Google search. You can get the hell out of here with this. So July 28th. <laughs> they got to be out of their fucking mind because this is not going to happen. Planet Fitness will require you to wear a mask while you work out starting August 1st. Psh, girl. Girls and guys. Mm-mm. This article was posted yesterday on usatoday.com. <laughs> the gym chain Planet Fitness is the latest company to announce that it will require visitors and members to wear masks amid pandemic. The fuck I am. This is my answer for you. The gym franchise with clubs across. Whoa. Hey, hooker. Where did that go? Oh, my God. I clicked the wrong thing. That's why. And it came off the page. God damn it. There we go. Uh, the gym franchise with clubs across 46 states announced the plan Monday, saying that everyone working out at its facilities will have to wear face covering starting Saturday. Currently, all employees. Okay. I understand the employees need to wear them. Ladies and gentlemen. I've said this before in my podcasts, my previous episodes. I have asthma. Do you know what that means? That means I have a chronic cardiovascular problem that changes depending upon the weather and if I'm in the presence of certain animals because pet dander is not good for my breathing. So let's continue. As we continue to face the COVID-19 pandemic amid an ongoing global health crisis, wellness has never been as essential to our collective community as it is today, said the CEO. Um, I don't have any questions about this. I do think that <laughs> this is going to be a nuisance. I don't know how many people are going to follow this. Uh... Let's continue this article, though, because I'm interested to know, and I'm sure you're interested to know. And if you're not interested to know, you don't have to keep listening, but it's going to happen. Since the start of the pandemic, people have questioned and worried about whether fitness facilities are hotbeds for viruses and bacteria. When people exercise, they tend to inhale and exhale at faster rates, letting out more respiratory droplets as they go. Floating respiratory droplets seem to be the primary way for COVID-19 to travel, according to the CDC. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> Planet Fitness, along with most other gyms in the U.S., closed down in March when the pandemic was declared. In recent months, many gyms across several states have reopened, some with and others without mask requirements as the virus continues to spread. Continuing, most major gyms have announced plans to clean equipment more often between use and add more stations with hand sanitizer. Planet Fitness launched an app to check club capacity before you go and says it will enhance other physical distancing measures. This added safety precaution also helps us to remain open to serve you and keep you healthy and moving, the CEO said. On Monday, Lifetime, which operates 150 workout and wellness facilities across North America, also kicked off its mask requirement based on CDC recommendations to reduce the spread of COVID-19. All right. <laughs> As our clubs continue to reopen successfully and safely across the country, Lifetime remains committed to doing all we can to support the health and well-being of our members and team members. Crunch Fitness doesn't currently require masks, members to wear masks, though employees will wear them. Equinox says members can remove masks while working out, though they will undergo body temp checks before entering the gym. All right. Back to what I was saying. This all seems like a load of bullshit, and I'm going to tell you why. <laughs> this wasn't even in my notes, but I had to bring it to people's attention because this popped up on my, you know, electronic assistant over there, and I thought it had to be discussed because... Let me tell you something. So asthmatic speaking, I can barely get a few words out, let alone, you know, a few sentences going without having to take a breath. <laughs> so this isn't going to work for me. This is not going to work. Uh, I have my own filter on my lungs. Thank you. And when I walk up to that fucking door, I'm already out of breath and, you know, not sweating yet, but I'm out of breath. So you expect me to now wear a mask while I run on the treadmill. I'm going to faint. 
I'm going to faint, like for real. Like someone's going to get hurt. And you know why? Because, you know, there's more disgusting things going on that people are going to do regardless of having to wear it. And I don't think that they're going to be policing anybody in Planet Fitness. So when they reopen and try and take $20 from my bank account, I will be going in there August 1st and, you know, taking my membership elsewhere or just taking it back altogether because I finally found my self-motivation to get back into shape. And I don't need a gym anymore, especially not in these conditions. And I know that's very babyish to say, but I can't breathe without a mask. So now you want to put a cloth covering on my face while I work out as if that's going to help me? Dude, no. No. It's too hot. It's too hot to be wearing these masks anywhere, but I do it because chronic cardiovascular respiratory illness, okay? Asthma. Not a fun time for anybody. Can't do most things that I want to do. <laughs> but like, anyway, I thought that plan of fitness thing was interesting because I don't know how this is going to work. But, you know, I, I don't I don't understand. Um, I'm confused. And it's either you adapt or you die, basically, is the rule, right? So I think I'm just going to, you know, <clears throat> go elsewhere with that. Excuse me. So back to Sunday, now that I've gone through that silly ass thing and have done the opposite of relax, <laughs> I've got myself all riled up because a stupid gym wants me to wear a mask. <laughs> uh, I watched movies on Sunday because I didn't feel like moving out of bed. I think I got a lot of, I got a lot of sun on Saturday and uh, decided to lay in bed because, you know, too much vitamin D makes you tired. And uh, I watched The Wrong Missy, I watched The Lovebirds, and I watched the old guard. Not in that order. Um, or was it? No, it was in that order. So I watched The Wrong Missy, and it starred David Spade, Laura Lapkus, Molly Sims, and like Nick Swartzen. Those are like the only people's names I really knew. Um, so he goes on a blind date in the beginning of the movie with Laura Lapkus, who calls herself Missy. And I'm guessing her name was Melissa also, because that's how, uh, <laughs> that's why they call it the wrong Missy. And, um, she's a walking pile of garbage and, uh, Missy anyway, not Melissa, not Molly Sims character, Laura Lapkus's character. Uh, <laughs> and Nick Swartzen got fucking old and fat, my guys. Oh my God. He fucking is his, well, he's David Spade's HR guy and he has passwords to like everything of, of David Spade's. <laughs> Um, David Spade's name is Tom. Oh, it's Tim Morris. <laughs> anyway, so, uh, <laughs> he goes, he has, he goes on a blind date with this chick and Missy, the walking pile of garbage, states what she's wearing. And then you think <laughs> he walks, David Spade walks over to the person who is wearing the outfit that was described and he starts talking to her. Like, hey, do you need help? Because she claimed that some guy was bothering her at the bar. So he goes, hey, so, hey, sweetie, da 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 like trying to say that he was with her the whole time. And the guy goes, he goes, get the fuck away from my wife. And he goes, this isn't your wife. This is my date. And he goes, no, it's my wife. And the girl turns around in the chair and she's like pregnant. Like you can clearly see she has a belly. Like she's with child for sure. And of course, Laura Lapkus comes up, Missy. And she goes, aha, gotcha. Like, this big guy was, like, Samoan. Like, almost taller. He was definitely bigger than Jason Momoa. Was about to, like, stomp out David Spade because this girl lied about the outfit. And she goes, <laughs> she goes, what a great icebreaker for a first date, huh? No, bitch, you almost got him killed. <laughs> he almost got him beaten up in a bar. So, no, he didn't have a good time. But, um... Uh, so then he meets, he was headed on a plane after that, like a few months later, he was headed on a plane and he, <laughs> he smashes into Molly Sims in the airport and apparently they have the same luggage. So they both end up missing their flights and, you know, they have some intimate moment in a janitor's closet in the airport and then they trade phone numbers. So another couple months goes by and uh, Nick Swartz and the HR guy 
basically tells him that he needs to invite someone as plus one for this vacation. Like there's going to be a retreat for the weekend, like for the company and someone they're supposed to bring their spouse or significant other or whatever. And they go to like the Bahamas or some shit. I don't remember where it is. You can see how great this movie was, huh? So he texts, he thinks he's texting Molly Sims's character, Melissa, but he accidentally texts Laura Lapkus, Missy. And Missy, oh my god, man. I'm telling you, a walking pile of garbage. Like, she basically ruins the whole weekend because she's just so... It's not even that she's so out loud. It's the fact that she's just so honest about everything and has no problem making a fool of herself and being, like, a loud alcoholic, super obnoxious. Like, all this shit. Like, she has no problem being herself. And David Spade wants nothing to do with it because he's a quiet, timid, boring dude. So he basically tries to keep her away from his whole entire, like, his boss, his employees, all that. And one person that knows is someone that he's going up against who they call the Barracuda. So he's looking to get a promotion, and so is the Barracuda. And the Barracuda knows that Laura Lapkus should not be there. Molly Sims should be there. And she keeps it a secret all the way up until the end. And she goes, spoiler alert, she goes, joke's on you. You don't even know that you're not supposed to be here. And I was like, I'd have punched her <laughs> like, as soon as she said it. Because there's always that one person that has to ruin shit because they didn't get something. And uh, anyway, so if you haven't seen this movie, you should. I'm sure you have figured out the ending by now. But basically, without spoiling it, but spoiling it at the same time, Laura Lapkus ends up being the one that David Spade goes for. And what's funny is that this movie had all of Adam Sandler's crew in it because it's like a Happy Madison production. So guess who has to make a cameo? Fucking Vanilla Ice. <laughs> Vanilla Ice, who looks like he has not aged a day since 1992 when, or whenever he released Ice Ice Baby. But in any case, so David Spade at the end of the movie, spoiler alert, um, does the same trick to Missy that she did to him in the beginning, which is lied about what he was wearing to get her to approach to then have the same kind of altercation. But what he does is describes what Vanilla Ice is wearing. <laughs> and she, he goes, oh, fuck, this is not going to go well. Like, it's not going to go well for David Spade. Obviously, it's going to be fine for the chick and Vanilla Ice. But anyway, <laughs> but like, it, it was cute, but it was also silly. Um, David Spade's still funny. Uh, Laura Lapkus was insane. <laughs> um, but yeah, it had all the normal people in it that, you know, he's ever had in it. Like, um, Rob Schneider was in it. Jorge Garcia was in it, which was funny because he's from Lost and David Spade talks to him on a plane and Lost, the whole premise of it was there was a plane crash onto an island that they couldn't get off of. <laughs> but it was good. It was good. Uh, check it out. It's on Netflix if you get a chance. And then uh, <laughs> Walking Pile of Garbage meets a sane person and turns him into a walking pile of garbage too because he's like, I don't want to be timid anymore. Blah, blah, blah. Essentially falling in love with her or whatever. And, uh, <laughs> I watched, uh, I was watching comedies apparently or rom-coms or whatever, but, um, I, I started watching, I watched the lovebirds, which I love Issa Rae. Oh my God. I love her to death. If I ever met her in person, that would be the best day ever. Excuse me. That was a hiccup. So Issa, it's Kumal Nanjiani also, who, if you haven't seen him in anything, he's pretty hysterical. Um, I don't remember what the name of the movie was, but it starred him opposite a female, and it was it was supposed to be the story of him and his wife and how they met. So I just want to see if I can find out what else he's been in. Um, close this out. Let's see. What else was he in? The Big Sick. That's what it was. The Big Sick. It was in 2017. It came out. So yeah, he's he's been around for a little bit. And he's he's gotten quite buff. Because apparently he's supposed to play a superhero coming up in something else. And can't wait for that. Because he's ridiculous. So he's probably going to be like a different kind of Deadpool, I feel like. But not Deadpool. Like, I don't remember who he's supposed to be. But he bulked up. Uh, <laughs> so... The Lovebirds was basically about Leilani, played by Issa Rae, and Gibran, played by Kumal Nanjiani, who, they're a couple, 
and they show them, you know, they're going through not a breakup, well, kind a semi breakup. And if you haven't seen it, just go see it already because I'm ruining it for you anyway. But they they go through like another crisis in their relationship where they know they're not going anywhere. And they start out with them having been on like a one night stand kind of thing. And then they trade phone numbers. And then it flashes forward to four years and they're still together, but they're like bored with each other. But the funny part is, is that the movie opens up after they flash forward to the four years. They <laughs> it, it it turns to them having a fight as to whether or not they would win the amazing race. I don't know if you've watched The Amazing Race. It's okay. <laughs> like, it's a show where this couple or these two people are a team together and they, like, run across a country, I think, or they travel, whatever. Too fucking long. Okay? Too fucking long. It's one season of them running across the country to see who's first to win, I guess, money. See, that's how little I know about it. But that's where they open the movie is that they're fighting because... He believes they wouldn't win, and she believes they would. And he said something really funny and realistic, which is like, you know, I wouldn't want you to make a fool of yourself in front of your friends. <laughs> well, that's just really funny because it doesn't seem like something he would say, but the the tit for tat was pretty on point with certain relationships. And Issa Rae is so good at being awkward. It's the best. I love her. But... So they end up, the flame of their relationship ends up being rekindled by having been party to a hijack, like a carjacking. Like they got carjacked by someone who claimed to be a cop who ran over a messenger, like a bike messenger, (laughs) and used him as a speed bump, like saw him in the rearview mirror, reversed over him, then pulled forward again, then reversed over him again, while um, Issa Rae and Kamal are in the freaking car together. <laughs> so that part was pretty silly because I was like, all right, that's the, that is the exact, you know, definition of overkill right there. But, uh, <laughs> so the, the, the silly fights continue from there. And it, it just shows how silly a relationship can be sometimes when you argue, argue over little things. And, uh, one of the arguments they had was whether or not the heel part of a shoe can break through a window. And Kumal says he's seen it on Mythbusters. And of course, Issa Rae goes to kick the door because it's glass. And of course, snaps the heel on her other shoe, which is what she said was going to happen, but not technically like that. Like she was going to snap the heel off the shoe she was hitting the window with. Technicality, but she was still right. <laughs> And he goes, oh, that myth was debunked. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like, hey, idiot, yeah. <laughs> oh, and also, th- watching Kumal Nanjiani throw a punch at a window is the, the most hysterical thing you'll see in that movie, I feel. Because he throws his punches at a window where his fist taps the glass and then he pulls back as if he's trying to elbow a ghost that's, like, behind him. Like, he would... Boop, and then shoop, like he was, you know, trying to load a bow and arrow or trying to, you know, put an arrow in a crossbow to shoot it. Like, that's how quickly, like he, like with force, like if he wanted to elbow someone and hurt them, that's how he was doing it. So I was like, dude, you're putting way too much force in like the back of it. And then you see him tapping the glass over and over again, and then tapping, not punching, tapping. Like you can hear knuckle go clink against the glass. And you see Issa Rae in between him punching, hitting her shoe with the heel, and the window finally breaks. And I'm like, oh, my God, this was the worst. And, you know, the only reason why they weren't heard was because the music was too loud in the other room and the stupid frat boys were getting drunk and putting pictures in envelopes and shit. (laughs) But like I said before, I love Issa Rae. Issa Rae is always funny in, like, a quirky way. I first saw her in that movie Little. And she assists, she's the assistant to the little version of her boss. So it's the opposite of big. So she gets into, basically that movie premise was that some little girl, um, I think it's Sana Lathan. Let me see. What is her name in Little? So that movie came out in 2019 and Regina Hall. Okay, so Regina Hall is the boss She gets into it with some little girl who was playing around and the little girl puts a curse on her and Regina Hall becomes little the next day. So she becomes the child version of herself and Issa Rae has to help her in figuring out how to reverse the spell, the curse, whatever, to get her to be an adult. So uh, 
It was pretty cute. So it was the opposite of big and <laughs> where the kid goes to the um, fortune teller and he wakes up the next day and is an adult. It was the opposite. She wakes up and she's a kid. It was pretty good. Um, so I, I enjoyed that movie. But let me see. So she, she's she's a very good actress. She's very good at being quirky and she's very good at it looks like being herself because I feel like she's a genuine actress. Like she will always be that way. And I like, you know, what is it? Consistency is what I like. I I also love that she's a semi-obscure actress. Like she doesn't have the longest resume on IMDb. Like you look up, I looked her up and she has three titles on there minus the lovebirds. Apparently she was on something called, uh, let me see. What was she in? Sorry, I'm looking this up, but you know, I want to know. So she was in something called The Misadventures of, I can't see, man, damn it. The Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl. So (laughs) this, I think it was like an online type of show. And um, I didn't actually see it yet, but she was the producer of that. She's the producer of Insecure, which is another show I watch of hers that I binge watched four seasons of or three seasons of to catch up. And I completed season four on time. But I like when actors and actresses have little like little things on their resume because it means they stuck with a job. Like that's what I always thought was interesting about her. And I'm, you know, you, you look at some of these actors and actresses and they have like pages and pages of things they've been in, like an episode here, an episode there, or an arc on this or like, or played a corpse on this. or Like you guys are just trying way too hard to make a name out here that you took like any job you can possibly get, which I understand because you're trying to make a name for yourself, but try to find something that you can star in and have the creativity to produce as well. Like she, she did good stuff. She did good. She did good with that. And, uh, I, I liked it. It was a good movie. And they, of course, you know what happened at the end of that movie of, uh, the lovebirds. They, uh, fixed their relationship. And, you know, if I've ruined it for you, watch it anyway, because I skipped a lot of it, a lot over it. You don't exactly know what happened, but you do know that, you know, they fix it. They fix their relationship. So you don't know what happened with the crime. You don't know who they saw, whatever. I like to leave that part out because at least you guys will still take a moment to watch it. Huh. Uh, so the third movie I watched on Sunday was The Old Guard. And it stars Charlize Theron as Andy, who's a centuries-old mercenary, along with her crew, who now has to fight to protect their secret. So honestly, the only reason why I say her name alone is because she's the biggest star in this movie. Like, if I say, oh, so-and-so's in this movie and it's not like a big name, you're going to be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> so, uh, Chuetel Ejiofor, I don't know how to say his name, but he's, he's in it and, you know, usually playing a bad guy in everything he's in. So, uh, he's a bad guy in this one, just to let you know. And spoiler alert, he sends Charlize and her crew on a fake mission to save some kids, only to have set them up to record their immortality, their immortality in action. So he claims that these kids are being held in a guarded location and sends them in there. And of course, you see what happens, which is basically that they go in their guns blazing and, you know, they see all these other dudes who shoot them and that's it. They look like they're dead for a second, but they're not. And, uh, let me see. It's usually, and it's, you know, Merck Pharma is the one behind all this disaster and stuff. And, you know, he catches it all on camera. Like, there's cameras all over the room that record everything that happened. The fact that these people were shot, that they fell down looking dead, and then they get back up and they kill everybody in the room. And now, uh, Charlize has to protect their secret because this guy has been studying them since they were first, you know, since they first came about. Because, you know, once that starts happening... Once immortality happens, of course, someone needs to find the key to, you know, saving other people. Not that it's any of their business to be playing God and shit. But um, so Merck Farm is after their immortality because they assume it can help other humans if they're able to harness 
specimens from Charlize and the Charlize and company, <laughs> which might have been a smart idea if they were dealing with anyone other than Charlize, because she's too badass for her own good and for other people to think that she can be caught. Also, what really bothers me is that once you harness said optimal specimen to be altered for replication in regular people, what makes you think it's going to work and not be rejected by the body? Like bodies can reject anything up to and including organs. So the fact that these people think that they're just going to take tissue from these immortal quote unquote gods and stick them into regular humans and think it's going to be okay. You have to be the most stupidest fucking person ever with a PhD or an MD or whatever. <laughs> if you're a doctor of anything, you have to be really stupid to think that this is going to work out a hundred percent in your favor. And you know, Everybody believes that they can play God or improve upon something that's okay as it is, such as death and longevity of life. Do you understand that our our organs probably have an expiration date, which is why women go through menopause, which is why men have heart attacks, because sometimes the guys have to be warned, hey, you're not doing the right thing health-wise. Uh, menopause to let you know, hey, lady, it's done producing children time. Like, you know, it's silly things like that. Or, you know, lung cancer to let you know, hey, maybe you shouldn't have smoked so many cigarettes or, you know, whatever it is. But <laughs> like, you can't develop a vaccine and think it's okay. And that's what it's like with this COVID shit. Like there are multiple strains of it, apparently, which is similar to the flu, because People can be susceptible to it. And just because you've had COVID doesn't mean it's over. Like you're just immune to that one strain. Like you can still get COVID. That's what people don't understand. You're never going to have a vaccine that's going to 100% cure it. I mean, it'll cure it or whatever or prevent it. One strain. And every year they tell you to get the flu vaccine, but they don't know if you're going to get it or not. Like that's what's funny to me. Like... You just, you're not 100% done with the flu. That's what it is. You're not 100% done. So that's, obviously that's how I feel about that. But I want to try and, you know, switch gears here and go to like a funnier side of life, which is that I have now realized that my sense of humor is similar to that of a prepubescent boy. And I'm not sorry. <laughs> I've posted a lot of fart memes and I don't care. <laughs> I was talking to my friend Carrie the other day, and I was telling her that I was declaring it baby's powder season. Now, knowing me, you should already know what that means, but I'll explain it anyway because people love a good gross story. So it's been so hot this week that I don't care what people are saying these days, but they're lying if they're not sweating all over their body. I mean, all over, all over the body. You can't tell me that this 98 degree weather is not fucking with your sweat glands. Super serious. It's either one or the other, which is you're lying to me or you're just that anemic. And it's not the anemic thing. You're just lying. Because if I can smell you before I see you, it's summer. <laughs> so to carry on, what I was saying to her is that it's baby powder season, which means that I shall be putting baby powder in the area where baby powder is to go because it's way too hot to be sweating like that everywhere and not be concerned with hygiene. I told her that there would probably be so much baby powder caked on that it would form a cast all on its own and come off in one piece in the shower like a diaper. And yes, I said diaper because that's where the baby powder goes. <laughs> Oh my God. So, uh, you know, <laughs> it's gross, but it's not untrue. You either douse the flames with water or you let it burn you alive in this case. And I'm tired of being sweaty. That's it. <laughs> That's it for that. I'm tired of being sweaty. Also, was talking to um, Rocco or Dr. Jocko, as he is now known on Twitch. Give him a follow if you're so inclined because great content creator about farting on the treadmill. I like how that was all one sentence. It could have been its own hashtag. Ask, ask Rocco about farts. <laughs> now, my opinion is that it would suck to be the person behind me if I dare fart while running. Because to be honest, I've seen worse things happen in the gym. Like I was saying before, like coughing while running next to me, which has happened, which is really disgusting. 
this girl was legit at the treadmill right next to me. And, you know, I felt like I should take it personally because I thought she was coughing in my direction. She wasn't. But I I thought she was. And I was like, all right, well, this is fucked up. <laughs> Hopefully I don't get sick. I didn't get sick at the time. And this is before, you know, the pandemic started where everything was shut down. So I was good to go. Uh, you know, so I talked about the plan of fitness wearing a mask thing. And that's basically it. But you know what? The mask might actually help if people do start farting on the treadmill, I just realized. So maybe that is a good thing. Um, so I wanted to touch on some more. <laughs> I can't believe how I can switch gears like this because farts to Trader Joe's. <laughs> so I wanted to talk some more about some cancel culture shit because you know, some of this shit it's so stupid now, okay? This has been going on for weeks now that Trader Joe's is under fire for their brand labels of ethnic foods. So let's see. Okay, so that's like the fifth thing that came up. Wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> okay, so today the most recent article on this is that Trader Joe's is going to keep popular international food labels, denies packaging is racist. Trader Joe's says products that resonate oh, with our customers, thank you for pausing that, will remain, oh, products that resonate with our customers will remain on store shelves. <laughs> so it says Trader Joe's seemed to reverse a decision to rebrand some of its international food labels, denying that the packaging is racist. After saying earlier this month that it is replacing any variations on the name Trader Joe's, the company said in an announcement on its website, it will keep products that resonate with our customers on the shelves. For decades, the chain has used names like Trader Giados, Trader Jose's, and Trader Ming's on international foods. Recently, we have heard from many customers reaffirming that these name variations are largely viewed in exactly the way they were intended as an attempt to have fun with our product marketing, the company wrote. Trader Joe's has not responded to a request for comment on which labels will be continued. The grocery chain affirmed that it is discontinuing some older names or product lines that weren't selling well following a review that began a couple of years ago. A change.org petition organized by California high school senior Brianna Bedell demanding changes to Trader Joe's branding has garnered more than 4,800 signatures as of Wednesday, but the chain said it does not make decisions based on petitions. Good for you. Good for you. I wish there was a fucking Trader Joe's closer. Stop with this bullshit. Stop with this bullshit. The sensitivity out here is fucking obnoxious. Sign of fucking... Oh, of course. The carefully crafted facade... They posted her tweet. Shut the fuck up and do some homework, all right? The carefully crafted facade of your friendly neighborhood hipster grocery store belies a darker image, one that romanticizes imperialism, fetishizes native cultures, and casually misappropriates... Shut the fuck up, Okay. Find something else to do with your time. Trader Joe's. Remove racist packaging from your products. Girl, are you out of your fucking mind? Do you go to Trader Joe's? The labels are cute as shit, okay? It's like, oh, look, Trader Giotto's. This girl has to get a fucking life. You see what I'm saying about this COVID shit? People are doing too much during this COVID shit. Sign my petition to change the labels on Trader Joe's. Shut the fuck up, little child. Wait for something real to happen. This is not a real thing. You're making it a thing with this stupid-ass tweet. Are you out of your fucking mind? The petition demanded that Trader Joe's packaging belies a narrative of exoticism that perpetuates harmful stereotypes. Like, shut the fuck up. The grocer said it bases its decisions on feedback from customers and crew members and that if it feels there's a need for a change, the company will not hesitate to take action. Good for you! Good for you! Earlier this month, the company noted that while the variations on Joe's, quote-unquote, may have been rooted in a lighthearted attempt at inclusiveness, we recognize that it may now have the opposite effect. We made the decision several years ago to use only the Trader Joe's name on our products moving forward. Since then, we have been in the process of updating older labels and replacing any variations, and we will continue to do so until we... Fuck you. Why would you bend to somebody? This is what I'm talking about. People can't have nice shit. Trader Joe's is a fun brand. 
You're taking the fun out of Trader Joe's. You want it to be like all the other basic bitch supermarkets we have out here? Trader Joe's is supposed to be healthier, you fucking idiot. What an ungrateful person that is. That's an ungrateful person. What? That's like if we brought Toys R Us back and they showed like black cabbage patch kids or white cabbage patch kids next to each other. They look the fucking same. They're just painted two different colors. This would be the girl that would make a stink about a fucking toy. You know what I'm saying? Don't make it a thing for no reason. This is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. And I'm so annoyed by this. This is the same shit with Goya. Same shit. Like, but do you see what I'm saying? Like, this COVID shit has people doing and saying too much. This cancel culture shit is just looking for things to do at this point. And they have nothing to do. Cancel yourself. Cancel yourself. Don't go do anything. Don't socialize. Get off social media. Cancel your own self, all right? Go back in time and go back up your mother's vagina and become a fetus again. Because you're not ready to be out in the daylight. You're not ready to deal with real shit. You think you're making a change? You're wasting your fucking time. It's Trader Joe's, dude. Who cares? Not saying that all causes are pointless. Some of them are very pointless. Some, oh my God, no. Some of them have points, okay? Most of them that are at the bottom of the barrel, like this Trader Joe shit, hi, down there on the ground. This doesn't matter. This doesn't matter. There's one person with 4,799 other people that agree with her. That's not enough. That's not enough. Get half the country to sign something like that. Do you understand how little... 4,800 signatures is compared to an entire population of people who have a Trader Joe's, at least one in every city. Like, oh my God. Like, and then Tropic Thunder. We're going to criticize Robert Downey Jr. for playing a black character now. The movie came out 12 years ago, people. If you were going to make a fucking fuss about that, it should have been in 2008 when the movie came out, when everybody was laughing at it and nobody gave a shit. We're now in 2020, where apparently, like I said, everybody is looking for a bandwagon to jump on or some other shit to be a part of because nothing else to do. That's why we need to, this lockdown needs to like end soon. <laughs> like this pandemic feels like it's never going to be over. And all I'm going to keep seeing is stupid shit on the internet about 4,800 signatures to change some labels on some food. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to order all the Trader Joe's, Trader Ming's, Trader Giotto's, Trader Jose's, all that. I'm ordering it. That's it. Trader Joe's is getting all my money. Because you're an idiot. Give me, I'm going to give you all my money. Take my money. Like, <laughs> oh, God. Like, I just don't understand. This little girl, where are your parents? Where are your parents? You're in, you're in high school. Where are your parents? Who told you this was a good idea? Because if your parents told you that, they should be canceled, too, and go back up inside their parents. <laughs> up inside their parents and then make the decision to not have you because you sound like you have nothing better to do than try and make yourself seem important <laughs> at a time when everything is boring and non-functioning the way we want it to. Ugh. Oh, and then see, this is another thing. So I went to the nail salon today. This is, this is, this relates to this because this is people oversharing shit and doing too much. So I went to the nail salon on my lunch break today. And while I'm relaxing and trying to get my nails done, which is like a nice orange neon today, I hear a woman talking about her hands, specifically her knuckles. All right, so now at this point, we're wearing a mask, so we have another filter over our face. They have like a half pane of like glass or plexiglass or whatever in front of you to protect your face in case someone sneezes so you don't get sneezed on in your face. And you basically slide your hands under the plastic guard and let the people do work. <laughs> so you have to speak louder because of the mask, and you also have to speak louder because of the machines that are going, such as the pedicure chair where you hear the jets and everything, and then you hear the people drilling to get the acrylics or whatever, or the, the nail polish, the gel, whatever, off the person's fingers. So she was told, talking to her nail technician. That's I'm trying to be professional about it. I'm not going to say her nail guy. She was talking to the nail technician doing her hands and telling him she didn't have a third knuckle on her left hand. Mm, who cares? <laughs> who fucking cares that's the first thing i wanted to know second i highly doubt that this dude doing her nails 
gave a shit about her knuckle situation. Okay? And then she also said she was born without it. Dude, let him get through the nail service, okay? Because he's probably going to talk shit about you once he leaves. Once you leave. When he leaves for the day, he's going to be like, thank God I don't go home with that. (laughs) Then there was some part of the conversation, conversation I missed. Because then she said, and I was told my fingers are too short, so that's why I don't play piano. What? What did you say? Also, who cares that you don't play piano? I don't even think that guy said one word to her besides saying, oh, yeah, so now what? Like, that guy was not interested. Okay. Also, is is this something to brag about? Is this anything that needs to be said in public anymore? I'm like, this is what happens when people are locked inside for too long. Like, there's, there's things that just don't need to happen. Like, and one of those things is this, this conversation I heard. And this poor guy, I felt so bad for him. I'm like, after this conversation he had with this lady, he's probably going to go throw himself in front of traffic on 17. <laughs> probably going to be like, that girl has no knuckles, splat. Like, <laughs> like, it's the best thing he'd ever heard. Like, the best thing that could, you know, end his life. He wants to end it on that note. <laughs> The note I'm going to end this episode on is work shit. Well, two things. So I'm in charge of these mandatories. I think I have already said this. I'm in charge of reserving the seats for the proper employees. I'm going to need people to start reading. And here's why. August 3rd, we have date... We have two time slots open up for overnight people, which is 11 to 7. Alexa, dismiss. God, she comes into the worst time. Uh, shit. Um, okay, so 11 to 7 time, August 3rd. There's an 11.30 and a 12.15. You know why I know that? Because I've been saying it for two weeks now. And I'm, I'm tired of saying it. Uh so people who are not clearly reading the email think that it's 11.30 a.m. and 12.15 p.m., meaning they think I have two more slots for day people. I don't. I do not. And uh, I have to explain that to like five different people. And I thought we learned how to read in elementary school. I think I started reading before that. I think I was reading in preschool. But like you get where I'm going with this. Know how to read. Or you ask a better question. Don't be like, I would like August 3rd, please. Dude, that's not, it's not correct. So no, you can't have August 3rd. Like, this is where I am now. It's every other person. And then I had one person emailing the wrong person, but CCing me in the email. So I'm getting two emails about the same thing for the same person trying to reserve a seat. You know, it's getting really stupid out here. <laughs> it's getting really stupid at my job. And I just don't know when this is going to end because there's going to be more mandatories and I'm going to have to explain this all over again and I'm going to have these times memorized in my head and I don't want that anymore. (laughs) So in lighter news, I wanted to let you guys know that the day after you listen to this or if you listen to this on the 31st, it will make a year that I started this podcast and yes, I should be at 52 episodes because once a week and 52 weeks in a year. But, you know, sometimes life gets in the way. So I haven't had time to, you know, when you, when you, when you move and when you travel and stuff, sometimes you just don't keep track of everything. And now that I have my laptop, I have a more portable device to do recording and I've been pretty good so far. And I'm hoping to continue to stay this consistent. And when I get to episode 52, I'll probably be like, ooh, this is actually a year of episodes. But yeah, July 31st makes a year. And as far as I know, I've learned a lot about myself doing this. And I get a lot off my chest in these hours. And I want to thank you guys for, you know, sticking it out with me, especially when I took that little hiatus. And, uh, you know, you guys all came back and I appreciate it. And, you know, subscribe, rate and review, like I said in the beginning of the episode, because 
like I said, we got to grow this co community, man. It's been a year and I have a steady fan base, I think. And I got to start branching out and make my page. I got to make my website. And I think that's going to be the next project I work on. Don't worry. I'll still be putting out content. Um, my website is going to be under construction for a bit, I'm sure. But I want to get a social media presence out there just for the fans, just for the Coco community. And feel free once I publish that link or post that link on my social media that I already have, feel free to, you know, just hang out in there, you know, post some things, post some discussions, post some topics. I'm sure you guys will all bounce some ideas off each other. And I just want to say that I love and appreciate you and thank you for being here with me for a year. Um, as of Tuesday, the 28th, I have 1,611 downloads. So thank all of you. And, you know, as I usually sign out, uh, I love and appreciate every single one of you. And uh, thanks for hanging out and being with me. And, you know, love you guys. And I'll see you next week. Bye, everybody. And have a great and fantastic cuckoo day. Thank <laughs> you.